You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, March 18th. As always, I am your host with occasionally, sometimes, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI or Friars on Base, or maybe my more entertainment-related, you know, pop culture-related stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Bloody Disgusting Inverse, and more. But of this here Locked On Padres podcast, guys, you can check out the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns, and I'll do my very best to answer those comments, questions, or concerns, and maybe even answer them here on the show And today's show episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And in terms of those aforementioned questions, guys, you know, you know, yesterday we had our old locker room. Did my first ever live locker room thing. It was a hit and I enjoyed hearing your guys' questions. So be sure to send me your questions and stuff. You might just be in one of those things. But that's not what we are here to talk about today. Instead, we are talking with Aram Layton of Lockdown MLB Prospects. As promised, it's going to be awesome, and Aram's always a great chat, and I love the... We went deep on this one, so no spring training recap today. Uh, I'll probably try and do that for Friday's episode. So without further ado, let's talk to Aram. Here we go! All right, everybody. As promised, as prophesized, it's been a while since I've talked with him. I think the last time was actually... When we were talking about Kim Ang, and then before that was before the season. So we don't talk all the time, but every time it is an absolute treat. I'm being joined by the pride of Miami, the pride of Miami, and the host of Lockdown Barlas and Lockdown MLB Prospects, Mr. Aaron Layton. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you and talk about one of the most fun farm systems in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, the, the Padres have... I've thinned it out a little bit, but it is still crazy loaded, and I always appreciate the opportunity to hop on here. So I, I thank you very much. Absolutely, man. And that's the thing is with the, with the Padres farm system, it's it's so like I forget every now and then how many like they've made all these trades, and that's why you know someone asked me, you know, is AJ, AJ probably the best GM in the league? And there's there's an argument made for it because you just look at their roster, everything is trades except for Mackenzie Gore, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. And, you know, all these trades being made, yet they haven't really, except for Luis Patino, who they gave up in the trade for uh, Blake Snell. Yes, yes, Blake Snell. Uh, except for that one, they've basically been able to keep the the golden eggs of their farm system and led to this kind of incredible team that they have now and also with some hope for the future as well. Um, but firstly, before we kind of get into that stuff, first of all, just we're in the thick of spring training which to me is always the most inf- – it's not quite as infuriating to me as preseason football. I am a football fan for better and usually worse, but it is very much like it is the biggest tease. So how have you been kind of uh, navigating through spring training so far? 
Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I can't stand preseason football personally. Like it drives me nuts. So um, <laughs> for baseball, I like it just because of the fact that I get to watch prospects. Um, and that's where it's a ton of fun for me mm-hmm. is we get to see so many of these prospects get ABs and sometimes against some of these really, really good major leaguers where you just don't get the context there usually. And, and it's a cool opportunity. Otherwise, though, it, it's a tad boring. Like I don't care if if Freddie Freeman is raking in spring training because he's mm-hmm. going to rake in the regular season, and I also don't care if he's struggling because he's going to rake in the regular season. So it's like I, those those things. It, it's a little bit of like the classic baseball fans are are uh, overreacting to the spring training stuff, but I do love it for the prospect aspects of it, and, and that has been fun to watch, no doubt. Yeah, it's. It definitely gives you a little bit of a tease. I think you're right. But in a, in a good way, football, it's like, all right, what are we doing? You know, like you get to like the first game. I, I don't know if you remember. This is a way too much of a tangent. I don't know if you remember like what ESPN was hyping up RG3 versus Johnny Manziel as a preseason game. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm ashamed to admit that they got me and I totally tuned in for it. I was like, yeah, let's let's see this. And they the two of them navigated like one series each. And then I'm watching skip. Uh, Skip Bayless at first take the next day. They're analyzing the three throws Menzel uh, set. But while that is usually entirely useless, I think spring training is useful for figuring out, like, you know, what's the final roster going to be? And if you're just a fan, like you are, of course, of just seeing these guys, you know, and especially kind of because of last year and what we're currently in with the pandemic and all that, it's been kind of the first time we've seen a lot of these prospects kind of, you know, have some action and, and do some things. Um, on the baseball field, basically in a long time, we get updated looks at Mackenzie Gore and Campizano and CJ Abrams, who you rightfully called the last time we were talking about this. You said he's going to vault all the way into the top 10 of all of prospects. And look at that. He's number eight right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Number eight, yeah, basically. I uh, love that one. I, I, yeah. I thank you. Thank you for the credit there. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to say like, Oh, remember when I said this, but that was one of those <laughs> that I was super adamant about. It was him and Alec Bohm. And, and mm-hmm. those two guys have made me look good so far. Um, mm-hmm. Bohm, I, I think is just going to keep getting better and better. But CJ Abrams, I, I was, as you remember, like, I'm glad you remember that. Cause I am very adamant about him being in the top 10. I'm shocked that they were that quick to come around on him, but it's pretty clear. I mean, did you see that oppo bomb he hit the other day? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you got oh, yeah. that, but I didn't know I, it was opposite until I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling people, I'm like CJ Abrams can hit 20 plus home runs and people like just view CJ Abrams as this, you know, super speed 80 grade runner that just mm-hmm. slaps the ball. And that's kind of what he was in high school. But, mm-hmm. but now we're looking at this guy and, He's got power. He's filling out. He's using his lower half more. Like, imagine if CJ Abrams hits 20 home runs with his speed and his mm-hmm. ability to hit. How isn't that guy a top 10 prospect? He might be the number one prospect by the time, you know, guys like Wander Franco and some of these other players graduate. There's a chance he could be there. That's more just dependent on who else is there. Yeah, that kind of combination of speed and power. Maybe it'll make up for the rather infamous loss of Trey Turner that they made years ago. Um, just, it's just on, on a base level. I'm not comparing the two skill sets. You would probably be able to compare a lot more to be than me. I should say when it comes to that, but it's very exciting. It's very exciting. I personally enjoyed the triple more that he started off with. I'm all for the overreaction freakouts that I've seen on Padres Twitter. When he hit that triple, it's like, I think the first or second game of spring trading runs around the bases. Like you said, the 80 grade speed, he's just so fast and, just he's got that electric factor and it's so crazy that 
they already have their shortstop. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't like the, oh, man, that's the last kind of piece. No, it's just extra. And I think they're working a mad shortstop, hopefully, to see if you can play a different position. Vroom! Vroom! Everybody, that is right. Just taking a quick break from my chat with Aram to talk about cars. That's why I was making the engine sound. But more specifically, rockauto.com, guys. First and foremost, this makes me happy, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They really do have everything from engine control modules to tail lamps, motor oil, brake parts, whatever. Uh, you can get everything delivered directly to your door too. It's super convenient. And the rockout.com catalog, speaking of uh, convenient, it's really easy to navigate, you know, and you could quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer the best. And best of all, prices at rockout.com, they're always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts, guys? Does that make any sense? No. It doesn't. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And also, guys, let me just tell you real quick, betting on the Padres, betting on the Marlins, betting on prospects, whatever, it doesn't have to be so much of a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcast, those guys are always on point when it comes to their picks. But let's get back to this chat with another person who's always on point with their picks. That's Aram. Here we go. I really want to ask you about one thing is particular. I think this is the headliner thing and what people are probably going to be asked about the most. It's Luis Campizano because I talked to you about this before we started recording. Um, Austin Nola, just to keep everybody updated who doesn't know already, he fractured his finger and it was his finger on his throwing hand um, this past weekend. And that puts in serious doubts, you know, what's going to happen. Victor Caratini is probably going to have to just not be exclusively you Darvish's catcher, but the catcher that they send out uh, a little bit more routinely. But it also opens the door for Luis Campizano. Talk about him for a second and talk about, I guess, what fans should expect at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that you brought him up because he's another guy that, you know, I think Padres fans are going to think, oh, this guy just comes on and just hypes up all the prospects that he's asked about. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't. But and you can ask, a, you can ask a, Taylor Chabelle. You know, some of the other teams. Yeah, ask some of the other teams. I, I, I'll, I'll rip them. But Luis Camposano is probably my favorite, besides Adley Rutschman, obviously, favorite catching prospect to baseball right now, um, and for good reason. But if you would have asked me, like, okay, is it feasible for Camposano to uh, fill in at the catcher spot? This season, if you asked me that uh, maybe six, seven months ago, I would have said, I'm not sure. I don't know about that. I mean, his numbers in high A are fantastic, but how many guys make the jump from high A to the majors as power hitters and see success? The, the answer is very few. Uh, but from what we've seen from Camposano, um, what I've heard from the alternate training site, what we've seen in spring training, and um, everything that I've seen from this guy screams somebody that developed as if there was a season, right? So like, I would almost take it as if he did play in double A last year. That's the kind of development that he's made. And I think he's ready to go. I, I really believe he's ready to go. And the spring numbers, I think they reflect that. It's not a huge sample size, but he's six for 20 
Um, the power hasn't quite been there, but I don't even care about that. I wanted to see if he was going to be overmatched, you know, how, how he was going to hit against some of the older guys. Cause that's the question is, is he going to get to the major leagues and strike out a ton? I don't think he is. And I think he is really potentially an incredibly special player. And it also goes onto the side of things of the Padres. You know, if Nola's not ready, it's pretty clear that the Padres want to win right freaking now. And uh, if Camposano gives you the best chance to do that, they'll, they'll be a little bit aggressive with him. And I think there's a good chance that, that he is the guy that could give them the best chance to win. And um, it'll be dependent on Nola, but I think Camposano is ready to go. And whether he starts in AAA for a month or two um, and proves that, which he will, um, then that'll be the case. But I think he could go right now. What do you think? Because I think, you know, what what the you talk about is you talked about this last time that you. Yeah, like you said, you were not so sure what whether he'll be ready, uh, I guess, to go now. I want to ask you, you know, what is how is our how are his abilities behind the plate in terms of catching, like literally playing the position? Because it feels like that's one of the things people don't talk about a lot. And I wonder, is that because that's hopefully not a liability? behind the plate hopefully this isn't you know one of the worst defensive catches of the league or anything like that uh but is that something that could potentially prove to be an obstacle for him uh at the major league level uh you know i think when you look at Camposano, if you could pinpoint one part of his game that is not the is is just on par with everything else it's going to be the defense just because he's so uh prolific at this point through the minor leagues as, as an offensive catcher um, but but I honestly think that from what I've seen, and, and you know, it is really tough to to gauge catchers um, mm-hmm. on, on a macro scale because you know sometimes they have good games, sometimes they have bad games. But I, I think he he lost some weight. He's quicker behind the dish, and it seems to be from what I've seen, he is showing improvement. I think he's a better receiver. He's got a good arm. Um, I think all the tools are there, and the fact that he lost weight and has shown that he's just really willing to to work on his agility back there. Uh, I think even if he's an average catcher, he is so good offensively that it's fine. And at this point, I don't see a, a liability behind the dish, like a Francisco Mejia type where, you know, mm-hmm. that guy just cannot play defense and you're betting on his bat. Um, I think he's more than good enough behind the dish. Um, but ultimately it, it might be a case of, is it justifiable to keep him behind the dish because he's so valuable offensively? Like mm-hmm. we saw with Buster Posey all those years, even though Posey was you know, so talented as a catcher. I think that might be the question with Camposano because he's probably going to be average there his entire career, maybe slightly mm-hmm. above average, but he's va- his bat's going to bring so much value that you may have to weigh it out. Is, is it worth it to keep him back there, especially once the DH comes into the picture? Uh, but in the meantime, he can catch, and that's not going to hold him back in my opinion. Hey, I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. This is this is very cool. It's it's exciting. And the other thing, I guess now we should transition into, you know, not the immediate question, but it's still kind of what I think a lot of Padres fans. I mean, I'm literally getting followed by the Mackenzie Gore fan account, Twitter or whatever, right? Just <laughs> randomly out of the blue, I'm getting followed. I'm so like, yep, the, the, the hype is building. Number six overall prospect in baseball, a top pitching prospect. I feel like the slightest of slightest of falls for him in the rankings, just a tiny, tiny bit. What is kind of your perspective on Mackenzie Gore? uh, If anything at all has changed and is the hype really like legit or should people calm down a little bit and that he's still like a project in the making or anything like that? Again, like Padres fans, I swear I'm not always like this, but (laughs) I think the fact that Gore has slipped is criminal. 
I think it's stupid <laughs> and I think it's overreacting. Like mm. I, 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 what Mackenzie Gore is, is something that we don't see. Um, you do not see a left-handed pitcher with potentially four plus pitches. Uh, you just don't see that. And mm. that's a guy out of high school. Right. And, and I will, I will acknowledge, you know, that there are some minor, minor concerns that have led to him dropping a 10. And that is that his command was a little bit out of whack at the alternate training site. Um, and it just seemed like he couldn't get his mechanics totally synced up. It seemed like he was just a little bit almost in his own head from what I saw. It didn't seem like something that I, I was worried about in terms of just him forgetting how to pitch. Like, let's be honest. This is, this is a high school guy like that, that mm. should have had those issues earlier on. Just because he didn't have those issues earlier on doesn't mean that we should say now, oh, wow, like he's regressing. I think he just hit a little bit of a bump in the road, but he's still the same guy that was looked at as one of the best pitching prospects we've seen in a long time. And I'm not going to let some struggles at an alternate training site hinder that. Also, pitchers are are weird. They're very habitual creatures. And mm-hmm. some guys, they, they do better with the consistent, you know, ball games, just getting in a rhythm, pitching every fifth day or whatever it may be. The alternate training site might have thrown him off a little bit. I will say in spring training, though, We've seen some of those command issues trickle back in in that first start, but I think he's been really sharp since then from everything I've seen. And mm-hmm. to, to fade this guy at all based on some struggles at a site, I think is ridiculous because we're looking at somebody that, while his timeline may have been delayed a tad, and I think that's reflected by the Padres' moves, that they're saying, okay, maybe we're not going to have Gore in to start the season. And I think that's mm-hmm. clear at this point. Who cares? Uh, I mean, the mm-hmm. guy is still 22 years old, and if he's up at the season, that's fine. He still has a chance to be an ace and one of the best left-handed pitchers in the game um, if he just can iron out the small command deficiencies that he's had as of late. Yeah, and it's that that that's a really interesting uh, kind of analysis of him because for me, it, I'm never a fan of just in in general when just we have these random little blips it's like oh wow he isn't god <laughs> you know he isn't god so he's fallen a little bit at the rankings and yeah, calm down the hyper it's, it's yeah it's very if anything i thought that the moves that the padres made um one is just because aj preller is a maniac as we've discussed i feel like before i've said that you know a hundred times on this podcast he's he likes good players in baseball Oh, you got a good player? Yeah. Great. He's interested in him. So <laughs> that's yeah. it. That It's just blanket statement at the end. And he, and he built deal. the farm system to do it. Mm-hmm. He built the farm system to do it. And I look at it more at, you know, you look at those moves that they made. They they go for um, Blake Snell and then you Darvish and then Joe Musgrove. I looked at that as more of a, it's, it's, it's kind of a double-sided thing where, yeah, I think part of it is like he knows Mackenzie Gore isn't going to beat maybe if he wanted to him like if they had to and they were like we really need a starter and we want to just get him some major league action i think they could but on the other hand he's like i think this team is ready to win now so how about we just have both possibilities if gore starts showing me some stuff in spring or whatever alternate training sites whatever you want to call it then yeah we could he could that's just great (laughs) it's just exciting uh for the future and then if he doesn't it's like oh well we just got two you know really superstar quality aces for the team um it's really exciting kind of uh seeing all that i've enjoyed seeing the little bit of 
uh, footage I've got to see of him from spring training. Everyone's getting excited. And hold on a second, guys. Got to take another break to quickly talk to you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are super in full swing. Got March Madness this week, and baseball will be back before you know it, too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, too, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Not many things in life are free, but this is. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You get money for for just signing up. It's awesome. It's really great stuff. Remember to use the promo code Locked On when you do so. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, guys, it's time to fill a speak. I just mentioned March Madness. Well, I need to talk to you about something that's probably even more important. That is Built Bar Madness. That's right, guys. This we've their Built Bar has been doing this whole giant bracket to determine the best pro, uh, Built Bar. But firstly, let me just say these things are amazing. I've talked about them from the mountaintops. High fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calories. They are amazingly well tasting and stuff. So choosing the flavors is really hard uh, with which ones I prefer the most but today's matchup is salted caramel and cookie dough chunk this is a tough one this is this honestly this is the toughest one I've done yet these flavors are both I think equally pretty great but in general, I usually am a cookie dough kind of guy. I love cookie dough chunks. I think we all do. I think it's one of the worst kept secrets is that we all love having just the cookie dough chunks even before it's, you know, uh, they, we just, we just sometimes we even just eat the raw cookie dough, all that stuff. But um, I'm going to go, actually, I changed my mind last second. No, I'm going with cookie dough chunk over this one, but it really is close. Salted caramel, just salted caramel as a flavor in general, I think is excellent. And Almost, it, it might be playing to the salted caramel's disadvantage that it was just so unsurprisingly great, I guess. While cookie dough chunk, I didn't necessarily know what I was gonna get, so I'm going cookie dough chunk, guys. But to follow along with the rest of the bracket, go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order, guys. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. But Aram, I have to say, you know, what are some other things that you're looking through? Uh, if there's anything exciting, because I know everyone's talking about Wander Franco. Uh, wander vision some would say that was really cheesy um what are some yeah. other kind of things <laughs> when it comes to spring trading and prospects that you're looking into what do you have on the horizon and also talk a little bit about your barlins your team that it's it's a it's a cute little team man like that that's so patronizing it's a really it's a really cool team that actually i think especially <laughs> because you were right about this last year ben caspic was also right on how people were underrating the giants last year um I think that people are undervaluing the Marlins just a little bit uh, for being at least this is no bottom feeder team. And it's happened in a way that, you know, you know, rewind back a few years ago. Remember the conversations, all the conversations about the Miami Marlins were a total disaster tankathon and that they literally traded three MVPs or whatever. They trade Yelich, they trade Stanton. Nobody, they're like dark days ahead. It feels like you guys came out of that pretty okay and pretty fast by comparison. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think you you bring up a really good point. And, and when you look back at some of those trades, I think it, it does hurt that the Marlins did not get the biggest return for Christian Yelich. I, at the time, though, you, you could pull up the receipts on like old t- freezing cold takes or whatever, you know, that Twitter account. Mm-hmm. 
And and there's a bunch of replies from Brewer fans at the time of the trade, like, what the hell? We gave up all these prospects for this guy. And yeah. and now, you know, Yelich turns into an MVP. And the Marlins knew he was capable of that. And the return kind of reflected that of a of a guy that could turn into somebody that is a is a perennial all-star, maybe not MVP, but a perennial all-star. Just the players have not panned out. But the Ozuna trade worked out really well for them. They dumped Stanton's contract, which I think at this point, Stanton is, is as mm-hmm. talented as anyone in the game, but the Marlins can't afford that. And I'd mm-hmm. argue that the Yankees really could have got better options if they weren't paying Stanton 30 plus million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they could have went after some of the guys that the Padres went after, uh, mm-hmm. but they handcuffed themselves to Stanton. I mean, there's worse people to handcuff yourself to, but his contract's definitely not favorable. Um, so I think the Marlins got out from that. And at the end of the day, that core that everybody always talks about had never finished over 500. Giancarlo mm-hmm. Stanton never finished over 500 as a Marlin. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that. And, and the Marlins had to reset. They had a 30th ranked farm system. Now it's a top five farm system. And look what that did for the Padres. Are the Marlins going to become the Padres? Probably not. But there's there's a mold there that works. And it's build up the farm system and, and go from there. And then maybe you'll be able to spend some money when you need to. The, the Padres mm-hmm. are a bigger market team. But I, I, I like that. And I think, of course, it was a fluke to a degree that the Marlins made the playoffs. But I also don't think it was a fluke that they were a lot better. Uh, I think they've got really good young pitching. I think they've got some good young players that are coming up through the ranks. And uh, I think this team is – they're not going to make the playoffs this year. But, again, they're, they're not going to be some atrocious team. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're, they're right in the middle of the pack, in my opinion, with the young pitching they have and with the pieces that they have. Um, I think the team that everybody should be clowning right now is, is the Pirates and the Rockies. But, you know, that, that's <laughs> another story. Uh, as for the prospect stuff, you know, spring training has been fun because – there's so many guys that like you alluded to earlier, we were deprived of being able to watch. And um, I, I think somebody that has been really fun to take in uh, has been Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, because I, I mm. think you can really pin up CJ Abrams and Bobby Witt Jr. and say like, pick, pick, you know, who's better. Uh, and, and I don't really know, like, I, it's really hard for me. I was making my shortstop rankings on locked on MLB prospects and ultimately I, I picked Abrams and that was before this spring training now, from the power potential that Bobby Wood Jr. has shown, I, you could those guys like I, I would lose sleep trying to decide which one's better. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just been a lot of fun to watch what Bobby Witt's got going on offensively. It's been fun to watch what CJ Abrams has got going on because you, we haven't seen these guys up close in over a year. Um, yeah. and, and they're young guys, they're 18 to 22 years old. Like, you change a lot in a year in terms of your mechanics, in terms of your physicality. Um, and it's just been cool seeing some of those guys and, and how they've evolved over the last calendar year. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's really fun. And I'm rooting for your team. It's a fun team. I like the all the stories, the figure skating and all that. You have a Javier <laughs> on your team, technically, with Starling Javier Marte. One of the more... That's his middle name. <laughs> yes, that's his middle that. name. <laughs> yes, that's his middle name. Uh, just one of the more... Like you could argue one of the most consistent players in the game. Is he giving you super duper star numbers every year? No, but it's the same numbers. You know what I mean? So Starling Marte is a nice anchor for them. I loved, loved that trade when they did it last year. It was just like, all right, cool. Like they got themselves like a, it's not all prospects and, and guys coming up. We also got ourselves a little bit of an anchor for the team. Uh, and I'm which glad I think you said great. that. I'm glad you said that because that was kind of a sign of like, hey, like we're not just mailing it in. Like we're yeah. we're, we're going to mm-hmm. pay twelve and a half million for this guy, and 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 we're going to try and win. Um, mm-hmm. and he helped them get to the postseason, and um, I I think it's good for baseball. I, I think baseball across the board should have a salary like a payroll floor, and that's something we can revisit down the line because like mm-hmm. the Pirates right now, like that might be the worst team ever constructed. <laughs> um, and and I love Key Brian Hayes. Like Key Brian Hayes 
is their best player. I was looking at it actually. I, this is a crazy stat. Brian Hayes led the entire his entire team in war last year, and he only played like 22 games. And he had a higher <laughs> war than like six starters combined, like position player starters combined. <laughs> so like, and then and they're just and you know what the Pirates said? They just said, okay, we'll trade a couple guys and let's run it back. Like they didn't <laughs> yeah, even do anything. Right. <laughs> they, I was gonna say they just said let's run it back, but they didn't even say that. They're like, let's give up some more guys and then let's run it back. And like that's a problem. That, in my opinion, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I it, agree. The Rockies, the Rockies paid fifty million for somebody to take their best player. Like yeah, it's just that, like come on. Like yeah. those are the things that we should be focusing on. Um, because those teams don't really show a, a tangible plan. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think there's to, no to, plan, right? To tie mm-hmm. back to to the Padres, I think AJ Preller and the Padres have created the mold of what teams should do to rebuild. You build mm-hmm. it from the ground up, and then you buy as needed. You don't mm-hmm. buy and then figure it out. And I think the Padres learned the hard way back when they signed Hosmer, yep. Will Myers, um, and some of those other guys that are still part of the team and contributors. But for a while there, it looked like they made some major mistakes. Twenty fifteen, man. Um, yeah. I mean. Who Matt Kemp? Did they give Matt Kemp Matt a big Kemp, contract? Matt Kemp, Justin Upton, was, Craig Kimbrell. Oh yep, my god! It was it yeah, was you, it was quite the time. You don't build through free agency. Marlins were in that in 2012 too. I mean, mm. it, Jose Reyes, Mark Burley, Heath Bell, Heath Bell, Padre, former Padre. You know, I mean, like those were all <laughs> atrocious contracts. Yeah. Um, and and you know, we saw how that played out. Yeah, it's true. I do think that both of our teams are showing a plan. I think that yours is exciting, and I think that you're right. We should focus on. It's more than just looking at teams that aren't great in baseball. I don't think it's that. It's no. also, I would add on to that, it's also looking at the teams that are great that for some reason are like, let's not get better. Looking at you, Tampa Bay Rays. You know, like, yes, well, exactly. let's give up our best players. That's an idea. Looking at you, Cleveland, like, you guys were in the playoffs and one of you were in the World Series. If baseball worked the way every other sport does, the Tampa Bay Rays sign trevor bauer like three days into the winter meetings like this actually made sense that's before they signed george springer for example right that's what we should be looking at versus just oh the marlins can you, do you remember when they just gave away players it's like well they did but also they're backing it up and showing at least a willingness to not be you know bottom tier basement level like you just described with the pirates but uh no it, it's a great point it's a great point because it's like if you're that close you're still going to prioritize money over winning mm-hmm. you know i just i just don't get that um, yeah. and, and it's because of the, the lack of salary cap in baseball. But no, that is an excellent point. Yeah, man. It's it's really exciting. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for the season. Oh, uh, we man. could talk for hours. We could talk for hours. It's so much fun. I always love having you on the pod. But uh, just really last quickly, just give any plugs that you got coming along. Any kind of interesting stuff that you got for the podcast, if anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You do great stuff. Yeah, thank you. So something, well, first of all, it's been so awesome just seeing the numbers grow. And that's largely thanks to people like you having me on and being able to talk a little bit. And uh, something I'm doing right now for the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast is going through some of the best farm systems in baseball, but uh, just kind of comparing them to each other. Because I've done the farm system rundowns, but now I wanted to say like, you know, how do each of these systems compare to each other? And I've been going deep into it with like how many tier one player prospects they have, how many tier two prospects. It's been a blast. It seems like people have really enjoyed it. Um, the Rays had just about like 30 tier two guys, which is just unfair. Like a tier two guy would be like <laughs> occasional all-star with a good chance of being an above average regular. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they have a million of those, but the Padres are probably a team I'm going to get to in a moment, probably in more of the five to eight range of top teams. Now that they mm-hmm. gave away a little bit, 
too many of those tier two guys. Not too many. They was worth it. But they gave mm-hmm. away a lot of tier two guys. They still gotcha. have some tier one guys, a lot of tier one guys, and still plenty of talent throughout the system. So I'll be going through the Padres kind of soon again. And then just look out for some more prospect interviews on the horizon. Um, but yeah, I always appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I love having Padres fans on the pod or listening to the podcast because uh, clearly I do have a little bit of allegiance towards the Padres for whatever reason. <laughs> I just like their prospects a lot. And we are glad you do. Arab, it's been a blast and I hope you take care during these crazy times. <laughs> you as well. Thanks, man. All right, guys, and that does it with my fun-filled, super dirty talk with Arab Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects and Locked On Marlins. He's great. He's awesome. Before we talk about kind of the the what you can expect from this upcoming podcast, let me just quickly mention that we're counting the days down to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB Podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year in the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts, yourself included uh, in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each of them follow Lockdown MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts and just listen to that podcast in general it's fantastic um, but for the future of this podcast guys um, we've got two things, at least for sure, coming up, and that is my chat with Ryland Styles of Locked On Royals talking about Albatross contracts in the league. And also, I will be posting the recording, the fun-filled recording uh, that I did of the locker room uh, earlier. Um, I should say it was it was yesterday at the time you guys are hearing this. Um, it was a blast. It was so much fun going live and just... You know, it, it was a real snowball in a lot of ways, but it was so much fun, and I think you guys are going to enjoy hearing the recording. It was a ton of fun. And be sure uh, when I do those, hopefully every week, uh, to tune into them because they are so much fun. And I love having just random people come on and talk on the microphone. It's a really great app, so I recommend you doing that. And, of course, you know, we'll be doing some spring training recaps and some news recaps if anything noteworthy happens. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, like wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, if you don't mind, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.